Good morning and welcome to our time of prayer and daily Bible reading and prayer. This is Monday morning, January 25th. I hope you're ready for a good day. I'm coming to you today from New Song Community Church in Columbus, Ohio, which is out on the east side of Columbus. And uh, this is going to be a very important day for me because uh, I'm on the board of Run Global, which is an international ministry, and we have our board meeting today and tomorrow. It's a very strategic time with some important planning to be doing, involved in, important uh, mission work that we're talking about, tremendous opportunities that lie in front of us, and challenges. If it were easy, we wouldn't need to meet together and talk about it. So we have uh, important things to decide, and this is a big day for us. So I appreciate your prayers. We'll pray for that here in a moment as well. But I'm also excited that today we're beginning a new series on the book of First Peter. Well, there's a couple reasons for that. Number one, um, I know that a lot of people are concerned about our nation right now. They're concerned about things that are happening, happening quickly, changes that are happening. It's unsettling. It's unsettling. Things that have been said that, that could create fear within us. And God doesn't want us to be people who are uh, distracted, overcome, uh, dismayed by fear of what could or could come upon us. First Peter was a very, very vital book because it was written at a time when Christians were being persecuted. In fact, we don't know if it was written shortly before or after Nero had set the city of Rome on fire. And he burned down, he, you know, Nero's a madman, the emperor of Rome. He was a great builder, and the, the word is he wanted to set the, the city on fire so he could rebuild it because he enjoyed building. But he burned down about 70% of the city. About half the population was homeless. People were enraged. They were upset. They, they were out for vengeance. They were, they were infuriated. And so what did he do? He blamed it on the Christians. He said the Christians were behind it. And this unleashed a persecution upon Christians that, to be honest, lasted for the next couple of hundred years. And it was a, sincere, a serious persecution. And so the book of First Peter helps us, how do, how do we think during times we're persecuted? How do we think during times we're marginalized, we're excluded, we're hated, we're rejected? How do we react in, 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 in First Peter will deal with family relationships, or, you know, with, which we see in our country today. Families are being divided. It deals with employment relationships. We see people are fearing being canceled and losing their jobs, and people have lost their jobs. It even deals with government and how we should relate to our government, even if, if the government hates you and despises you. And so there's a lot in this book that we want to be looking at over the coming weeks. I'm excited about it, and so I thought I would just, uh, and, and also I said there's a second reason, and that is Jack and Joan Stockdale, who regularly join us on our prayer time, and we're good friends. We planted a church together way back in 1979, and... Uh, his daughter and my son are married to one another. We were together at, their ha at uh, our, our kids' house the other day, and Jack and Joan mentioned how they had last year memorized the book of First Peter. And some of the insights they were sharing and some of the thoughts were so motivating to, to uh, us that Roz, my wife, came home and said, I'm going to memorize that book myself. So she began on that, and I said, I'm going to teach it to our prayer time, our prayer group, our daily... So, we thank Jack and Joan for motivating us. Let's look at verse 1. Peter, 
an apostle of Jesus Christ to those who reside as aliens scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who are chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father by the sanctifying work of the Spirit to obey Jesus Christ and be sprinkled with His blood. May grace and peace be yours in fullest measure. Wow, what a way to start a book related to fear, persecution, unsettling, destabilizing situations. What a, what a reminder, and we will look at this in the coming verses too, but this is, up, this is it for today, that our salvation is the work of the triune God. I mean, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all involved in you coming to Christ. I mean, that's more powerful than like the, the presidency, the, the legislative, and the Supreme Court. That's more powerful than, than any power, earthly power you could think of because we're talking about God the Father who foreknew us, who foreloved us, who, foreca- who cared about us and chose us to be a part of his family to, for a salvation. We have the Holy Spirit who was sanctifying us even before our salvation. I don't know about you. I know in my life, I, I can look back and I can realize events that happened people that came into my life, things that, that came my way, uh, literature I read, people who prayed for me, all before I ever came to Christ that were involved in, and God was orchestrating, the Spirit of God was working around me, setting me apart, sanctifying me, drawing me to himself so that on that day when I heard the gospel clearly, I was ready. The ground was, the, the, the soil of my heart was, was well plowed and ready to receive Christ. The Spirit of God had already been at work in my life. I'll bet He was in yours too. I'll bet if you stop and think about it, there were events, there were people that were going on. Your salvation's not an accident. Your salvation didn't catch God by surprise. When God said, whosoever will, He didn't say, oh, I didn't think they would take me up on it. No, God, God was planning, God was moving, God God, in his love and his care for you, was orchestrating events so that you would know the truth and find and then come to the third aspect, that we might obey Jesus Christ and be sprinkled with his blood. And let's remember today that the blood of Christ cleanses us from all sin. We read in 1 John, we, in, in, in Isaiah, though your sins are scarlet, I'll make them white as snow. And sure enough, though your sins were scarlet. God has, God has cleansed them. He's washed them away. That sprinkled blood makes you clean. Um, one thing you'll know about me, I don't like us to think, of, I don't like thinking about my past sins, and I don't like you thinking about your past sins. You know why? Because I don't think God's thinking about our past sins. And so many of our, our struggles for victory in life have to do with what are we thinking in our own mind. And we want to bring our thoughts in conformity with God's thoughts. Well, God's buried our sins in the deepest see. God's separated them as far as east is from the west. God has chosen to forget them. It's not that he can't remember them. He's just chosen to forget them. Our God is, uh, he's cleansed us, and he wants us to walk in that joy and that cleansing. The, the devil is the accuser of the brethren. Our God is the defender. He's the one, and indeed, if you're ever feeling accused in your own mind uh, just remember, remember and remind yourself that every sin, every sin, big ones, little ones, 
ones you knew you were doing, ones you didn't even know were a sin. They were all cleansed by the cross of Christ as we were sprinkled clean. And so the, the, the Trinity is involved in your salvation. And as we think of stability in our own life and how do you get through tough times, let's remember, as we've said here before, we have something the world didn't give us. The world can't get it, take it away. Well, who gave it to us? God gave us his salvation. God gave us eternal life. The Father chose us. The Spirit sanctifies. The Son sprinkled us with his blood, and we are cleansed. And so this next verse, therefore grace and peace be yours in fullest measure. If I could share briefly even uh, um, that this is my prayer that for you and for me. This morning on my way here, it's about a 25-mile drive out here to the church, and as I got up to, uh, I, I had to get up a couple hours earlier than normal, and I was preparing and getting everything together, and I came out. I wanted to be here on time, and whenever I go rem from a remote place, there's always something that can go wrong. The internet connection, the mic not work. There's, there's, there's so many little details to a live stream that can go wrong, and as you know, just wanting to get here plenty early, make sure everything's fine, and I walk outside, and my car and my driveway is covered with ice. And immediately I thought, oh my, I, I thought I'd give them plenty of time, but if the whole freeway is a sheet of ice, it could take me two hours to get out there to the church. And as I began to drive, and I came up, you know, I got the windshield cleaned, and I got out, and I was cautiously driving. I came to this one curve in our neighborhood where people regularly slide off the road and hit a lamp pole or something because it's down a hill and curving and as I was coming up to it I just uh, reminded myself of today's verse grace and peace be yours in fullest measure can I tell you that that uh, it's like the tension left it's like I could feel right in my very chest uh, relaxation it's like uh, God was saying okay yeah grace and peace Tom I got this don't worry I'm going to get you there in time I'm going to be with you today in this board meeting. I'm going to help you in this live stream. Tom, I got this. You can relax. Grace and peace is what God wants me to have in fullest measure. Not partial, not some, not a little bit, but God says grace and peace to me in fullest measure. And sure enough, I relaxed. I said, God, you got this. Uh, you're going to get me there on time. You're going to get it set up. You're going to help us with all these things today. And I trust him. And I want to say to you today, grace and peace be yours in fullest measure. Today, if you have a trial, if you have a conflict, if you're worried about a, a relative, a kid in your family, if there's someone angry at you, upset with you, a problem, a conflict at work, a neighbor, whatever it may be in your church, I want you to encourage you to say out loud, out loud, God, might grace and peace be mine in fullest measure. See if he won't give it to you. I've got a feeling he will. Grace and peace. That's our word for today. Grace and peace be yours in fullest measure. Father in heaven, we thank you today that, you're, that the, the, the very God of the universe has foreknown us and set us apart and chosen us to be the children of God. We thank you, Father, that the Spirit of God has orchestrated events, made sure that we were brought, that we got the information, we got the knowledge, we had the experiences, the events that led us to salvation. Lord, our salvation was not an accident. You, you guided us, you, you protected us, you, you, Lord, I think in my own life at times, I think you saved my life. I could have died before I was 
saved and, and you allowed me to live. And I bless you, your hand, your spirit has been upon each of us. We thank you we've been sprinkled with the blood of Christ. We've been called into obedience to Jesus. And we thank you that you have, Lord, that every sin has been taken away. I pray today, Lord, for each one of us that we would not walk under any spirit of condemnation. We'd not let the devil give us any accusation. We'd not be uh, regretting our past. We'd not be regretting missed opportunities. Lord, I pray that today we'd walk in the freedom and the joy that, that can come from knowing that you have forgiven every one of our sins, every one of them. I pray, Lord, that today we would, we would uh, experience the, the reality that our God is for us, that you are watching over us, you're surrounding us with blessing, you're making our path straight, Lord, that you're, you're going to, um, uh, that, that the path of the righteous will shine brighter and brighter until the full day. I pray, Father, today we would live in the reality that your plans for us are, are even bigger and better and more wonderful than our wildest dreams. And Father, that, that release the chains that would bind us, release the fears from the past, release the, the anxieties we have of the future, and help us see, Lord, that, that you have great things planned for us, and you are able to carry them out. Lord, today, I pray for each one of us. It's a simple prayer. First of thanksgiving for our salvation and what you've done, the, the solidness in Jesus Christ, the, the firm foundation you've given us. But Lord, I pray also today for each one of us to experience grace and peace in fullest measure. I pray, Father, that nothing would rob us of peace today. I pray the pandemic wouldn't rob us of our peace today. I pray, Father, that the, any economic, financial situations would not rob us of our peace. I pray, Lord, that any unexpected trials today, Lord, any accidents that happen, any, any, anyone that crosses our path and is mean or rude or, or ugly towards us, Lord, that, that nothing would rob us of the peace of God that you want us to have in fullest measure. Help us today, Lord, to rise above the way others might treat us. Help us to rise above the ugliness in our world. Help us, Lord, to walk in, in peace, poise, confidence, victory, joy, because we, we do have something that the world never gave us and the world can't take it away. Jesus, you've given us a treasure that's greater than any, anyone at work, any words they'd say to us, any meanness, anything a boss would say or a, a peer at work or a school, even anything a relative would say. You've given us a greater treasure than anything anyone could ever give us. I pray, Father, that today nothing would, would diminish that treasure that's in us. Nothing would diminish that, that hope of salvation, that assurance we have. Fill us with peace all day long, your shalom. Lord, I pray for grace. Thank you that you will give us the power spiritually to be victorious and triumphant in whatever situation we face today. And I pray, Father, that we would call upon your spirit. Help us not to respond in the flesh. Help us not to, to uh, do what the, our, our weaker nation, uh, nature, our, our sinful nature might want to do. Help us, Lord, to rise above, be filled with the Spirit and your grace in fullest measure so that in every action with ev and every interaction, we display the, 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 the life of Jesus Christ that is in us. 
We pray today for these things. We pray, Father, for our families, our children, our relatives. We pray for our neighbors, our co-workers, our fellow students. We pray for our nation. We're asking for spiritual revival, spiritual awakening. We pray, Father, for opportunities to love and to serve. Open up doors for us to share testimony. Open up doors for us to share the gospel. Open, us op- open opportunities for us to share about your goodness. And Lord, when the doors are open, help us to perceive that, to see an open opportunity, and to have the boldness to speak what you've done, to declare your goodness. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Help us, Lord, to be courageous and bold with our words today. We want to be wise. Help us to be bold as well. We pray for revival in our nation. We pray our churches will be on fire for Christ. We pray, Father, for our government. We pray that you bring revival and spiritual waking and salvation from the highest levels of our government and in Hollywood and Wall Street and these uh, universities, these cultural influential areas, right down, Lord, to the lowest of the low in our country. Lord, everyone matters, and revival, we pray, would include everyone. So we ask for this. Lord, fill us with your joy today. Help us to rise above everything else, and it's all the work of your Spirit who lives within us. And we thank you. Thank you. Grace and peace will be ours today in fullest measure. And whenever we're tempted to not experience that, remind us today of that verse, that promise, that blessing. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. But don't leave yet, because I got a surprise for you today. I mentioned that I'm in a board meeting with Run Global, and I've asked uh, Mike Cater, who who is founder and president of Run Global, to say a prayer for us and join us. So, uh, Mike, go ahead and, and uh, lead us in prayer. Well, thank you. Thank you, Tom, for the chance to pray. You know, in Luke 18, verse 1, Jesus taught us that we should always pray and never give up. And uh, in these trying times, uh, we are tempted to worry and uh, instead of pray. And so I want to pray right now that... Uh, God will touch our nation in a special way. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we call on you to help us to not become worried and burdened down by the worries of life. And, Lord, as we know, uh, probably many millions of immigrants will be flooding into our country. We pray that they'll be saved. We pray that you'll help us love them, welcome them, uh, serve them, and lead them to Jesus Christ. We pray, Father, that where Satan tries to do harm, you will open a door that uh, through us you might do good. And I want to pray for our teams in Bihar and Uttar Pradesh, India, our Indian teams that are suffering under intense persecution. We ask you to protect them and bless them and help them to always pray and never give up. Thank you that you cause good to come out of bad and curses to become blessings. And so bless us through Jesus, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All righty. Hey, wasn't that, a, wasn't that a blessed surprise? I'll bet you there's people on here who know Mike and haven't maybe seen him in years. And so he, Mike and Sue are with us today. Keep us in your prayers. Like I said, we have an important board meeting today. And, um, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. If you're new, welcome. Glad you joined us and uh, help spread the word. Make sure you hit the subscribe and notify button so you always know when we're going online. But it'll be 8.30 each morning Eastern time. And if you haven't subscribed to my newsletter yet, or my email newsletter that comes out each night, go to TomThePreacher.com, 
and it's real easy to subscribe. And that way I write my notes that I write often will have to do with some of what we pray about here. And so you'll get some of those things in writing. Hey, God bless you. Have a great day. Remember, no matter what comes, remind yourself grace and peace is yours in fullest measure. Say it out loud. Remind yourself whenever, whatever comes, grace and peace is yours in fullest measure. God bless you. Have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow morning.